Hello and welcome to NDTV and BQ Prime's special segment, Let's Talk Business. I'm Priyanshi Sharma. Now, a lot has happened today when it comes to the world of business and our economy at large. We tell you all about the top stories and how they impact you. First, if you're having a bad Monday, you're not alone. It was a bad start of the week for investors and several tech giants as well. Markets snapped their nine-day gaining streak to end in the red today and this was on the back of IT companies reporting a disappointing set of numbers in quarter four. Sensex and Nifty fell, breaking the longest gaining streak in 30 months. Sensex in fact slipped below 60,000 level, whereas Nifty ended below 17,800. Let's go across to the BQ Prime newsroom to get all about the market action from my colleague Hiral Dadia. Yes, absolutely. In fact, the markets were actually bleeding on the first trading session of the week. And this was mainly because investors showed frenzy selling in major tech stocks on the back of the disappointing earnings reported by Infosys as well as TCS. Apart from that, you had an HDFC bank also that was under pressure on the back of Q4 earnings. Now, these three heavyweights actually had a major impact in terms of markets. If you see Nifty as well as Sensex, they snapped a nine-day uh, rally and ended in the negative. Nifty ended at levels of around 17,700, whereas if you see in terms of Sensex, that ended below the 60,000 mark. Bank Nifty was an interesting move. We saw uh, Bank Nifty ended at levels of around 42,269, and it was mainly the IT stocks, as we mentioned, that weighed on the markets, and the IT sector itself hit a 52-week low. The global queues were also pretty much muted, and the broader markets were trading pretty much flat in today's session. Uh, overall, if you see, it was the PSU Bank Index, which was the top gaining sector in today's day of trade. Let's quickly look at the nifty top gain uh, losers in today's session. You had Infosys on the back of disappointing numbers as well as brokerage downgrades was the top loser, followed by Tech Mahindra, wherein Citibank has gone ahead and downgraded the stock. HCL Tech, Wipro as well as LNT also were under pressure. Uh, Power Grid, SBI, Britannia, as well as Coal India were the top gainers in terms of Nifty 50. If you talk about newsmakers, HDFC bank shares fell the most in four weeks on the back of earnings. Apart from that, you have a Bank of Baroda as well, uh, which gained in trade on the back of the fundraising that they would be considering going ahead. Nestle gained in trade ahead of the record date uh, for their dividend, as well as if you see Precision Camshaft, uh, that stock saw some smart moves in today's session as the latest shareholding pattern revealed that Vijay Adia has picked up a small stake in the company. And you had a Vietech Vabak, which is looking to sell almost around 100%. So overall, a lot of movers and shakers and companies like Bajaj Auto, HDFC Twins, IGL, ITC hit a 50-week high. And you had IT majors like Infosys, Wipro and Info, Emphasis, which actually hit a 52-week low in trade today. Back to you. Thanks, Hiral, for joining us with those details. And as Hiral mentioned, Infosys was one of the shares dragging the markets today. And the tech giant's shares uh, were the biggest losers today after disappointing quarter four results. Now, post the dismal performance, brokerages have downgraded the stock, anticipating weakness in the days to come as well. My colleague Tushar Deep Singh joins us with more details on this. And Tushar, how bad is the situation for Infosys and what are the reasons behind it? After the shocker came the aftershocks. Infosys stock tanked nearly 15% in the first trading session after its abysmal Q4 earnings. 
that after at least 10 brokerages downloaded the stock and cut price targets, foreshadowing the weakness that lies ahead. The IT bellwether is unlikely to return to industry-leading growth until fiscal 2025, analysts said. According to them, Infosys Q4 is likely to have a dampening effect on FY24 growth, particularly since it suggests a significant impact on the firm's discretionary business due to the macro slowdown. Infosys, India's second largest IT firm, has guided for 4 to 7% revenue growth in FY24 after 15.4% in FY23. That too has been put to question. We believe that the worst of the US macro front is still ahead of us and not behind us, Girish Pai of Nimble Mount said. If customers behave like this when the US economy has been resilient, we wonder how they will react when the economy actually turns down. The robust deal making too has failed to impress analysts. Infosys' upper end guidance of 7% involves the execution of some mega deals which are currently only in the pipeline. If the macros do not improve, the conversion from deal pipeline to revenue is unlikely in 2023. Now, to understand the situation and what its impact could be, we also spoke to analysts to understand what led to the poor show by Infosys and the road ahead for IT majors. Listen in to experts Sumit Jain and Sandeep Agarwal. The next two quarters, after having such a bad quarter, you will see some kind of uh, strong comeback. The positive surprise could come in second half, if you know this U.S. things, uh, the, the recession and all those things are not as pronounced as we are anticipating today. So you may, may have an evenly poised growth in that sense. Generally, first half is strong, second half is weak. But this time, first half could be okay and second half can see some relief coming. Generally, we have seen they facing the same thing with a lag effect. So mid-cap IT may not react immediately in the similar fashion in this quarter, but there will be some cautiousness in the commentary. And you know, those now if large cap is going to go, let's say at six to seven, eight percent or so, or five to seven percent or so, then you know the mid caps cannot do more than 12, 13 percent. So, but the multiples as uh, suggest uh, are little expensive from that perspective. So, you know, there could be some reaction across the industry. Growth will be better in FI25 than FI24. The question is, will it be better by three, four percentage point or by six, seven percentage point? Because if it is at the higher end, then that's where we get into a double-digit kind of a trajectory for the industry. So that's what we are building in currently in our forecasts. And even if you look at the street estimates, that's where they are. And I think that is dependent upon the structural demand drivers for the industry. If there is going to be a recession, then actually there will be there will be a knee-jerk reaction to the multiple of these stocks. But typically the probability of market share gain or acceleration in that typically goes up after any crisis. That's what we have seen after GFC as well as during COVID. Moving now to the other big story, in a move to tighten control over crypto trading, the government is set to come up with anti-money laundering rules for crypto firms. Now, according to sources, the rules will be formalized by the 21st of April. My colleague Jaspreet Karlra joins us with more details on this. And Jaspreet, what are you picking out from your sources? Thanks a lot for having me here. Uh, the Indian government is close to formalizing rules aimed at preventing money laundering and monitoring of suspicious transactions involving crypto assets. According to sources, the Financial Intelligence Unit, a financial watchdog, has shared a set of suggested rules with crypto businesses in India on March 10th. It's also important to note that these draft rules were shared with businesses closely after the government issued a notification that brought crypto assets under the ambit of the Prevention of Money Laundering Act. 
Crypto exchanges have since been in discussion with the watchdog and rules are expected to be formalized by April 21st. Now, these rules cover a lot of elements which include uh, proper know your customer or KYC checks for customers, transaction monitoring, staff training on money laundering prevention and a risk review of products as well. Now, the storage of crypto assets in offline or cold wallets is also among the elements under the scanner alongside crypto donations made to NGOs. Now, the, the expansion of anti-money laundering rules is expected to further tighten controls over crypto trading in India following the introduction of crypto taxation in FY 2022. These taxes were widely credited at the time with driving down crypto trading volumes in India and driving users to offshore exchanges as well. And now we have some great news for all Apple fans. The US tech giant Apple is all set to open its first retail store in Mumbai tomorrow. Now this will be followed by a second store in Delhi on Thursday. The Mumbai store will be the first retail store of Apple in India. And Apple aims to tap into the growing appetite for high-end smartphones in our country. Now, my colleague Alex Matthew was at the Mumbai store today. He gets us a sneak peek of what the new Apple store has to offer. I'm in Mumbai's BKC and behind me, what you see is Apple's first store in the country. It opens tomorrow. This is one of two stores that are opening in the country. The first one, of course, is behind me and the other one is in New Delhi. Now, you're probably wondering, if you are an Android user in particular, why this is such a big deal? Well, two perspectives that you need to have. First, from the perspective of the prospective buyer. What do you get here that you don't get otherwise? The first one is that if you have Apple devices, you can sell it to the store and get credit, which you can then use subsequently to buy Apple products. And the other thing is you can buy uh, devices from the Apple store online and you can pick them up from here. There will also be uh, specialists in the space to guide you in terms of purchases that you can make. But other otherwise, it's essentially a physical store that allows you to peruse and possibly buy Apple products. It's far more important from the perspective of the company because they are increasing the scope of their operations here in India as you probably are aware they've been moving increasingly away from China uh, in light of the tensions between Washington and Beijing and they have been bolstering their assembly capabilities in India already they have hit records in terms of their exports in the year ended March they more than doubled their exports from India and that's quite a significant step up for them in terms of their presence here in India now they could have opened these stores earlier. It's been in the works for some time. Uh, the reason they got held back is because the Indian government has some very strict rules with regard to local sourcing. And they had to wait for a while uh, as that ramp up happened for them to finally hit the ground. Now, what you see behind me is a closed door event for a lucky few to get a sneak peek. The store opens tomorrow. I'm standing outside so you can draw your own inferences. It stands to be quite a day for Apple. 
So those are all the benefits of the brand new Apple store there in Mumbai. But moving on to the other big story, India's wholesale inflation eased to a 29-month low in the month of March and the fall was led by a decline across commodities. The wholesale price inflation stood at 1.34% in the month of March compared to 3.85% the month before in February. Now inflation in manufactured products, which is the largest component of the index fell by 0.77% while inflation in food articles saw a rise inflation in non-food articles fuel and power fell and moving on, uh, customers in many parts of Delhi NCR have not been able to place their orders on the food delivery app Blinkit for the last few days. Now, this comes in the wake of delivery executives being on a strike since the 12th of April. This has led to Blinkit incurring a loss of 1% in the first quarter of financial year 2024. My colleague Risha Bhatnagar joins us with the details of this whole saga. Well, yes, delivery executives servicing about half of Blinkit's dark stores in the Delhi NCR area have been on strike since April 12th. They are demanding a rollback of recent changes made to delivery incentive structures in the region. What used to be about rupees 50 per order last year was reduced to 25 rupees per order this year, and with the latest changes, it stands at around rupees 15 per order alongside some distance-based incentives. This has incensed these gig workers and has led to many areas in Ghaziabad, Noida, Gurgaon and Delhi being unserviceable by the app. On the business side, ICICI Securities has pegged that Blinkit has already lost about 1% in revenues for the quarter one of FY24 and at the group level, at the parent Zomato level, the losses are pegged at around 0.15% already for the quarter. A gig workers association called the Indian Federation of App-Based Transport Workers has issued a statement saying that more stores could shut in the coming days as strikes intensify. That's all we have for you in this segment of Let's Talk Business. We'll take a short break now and be back with more. Stay tuned.